0: No. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the latest edition of the From the Fabricator podcast. I'm your host, Max Perlstein. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for coming back to another Uh, What I consider a fantastic edition of the podcast. A couple great guests today and uh, really, really fun stuff. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, But first and foremost, this podcast is brought to you by MyGlassClass.com. Check it out for all of your educational needs. Uh, 24-7 education on demand uh, brought to you by the National Glass Association. The big news this month is Glass Build Month. Uh, And if you're listening to this and you have not registered yet, you need to do that now at glassbill.com. And if you are listening to this and you're planning on coming and you haven't grabbed your hotel yet, you definitely need to go to glassbill.com, get that hotel. I know a lot of people wait to the last minute. Um, I, I know that there's a lot going on too, and you're trying to determine on whether or not you're coming, timing that you're coming and so on. Uh, I would take a few minutes and figure that out now just because uh, the time is here. Uh, it's time to start to figure that out. We are about a month away, uh, and this show is unbelievable, folks, 470, 480 booths, um, amazing education, Connor Locar, a trench panel, codes panel, panels on, on mental health, uh, panels on DEIB. Uh, I mean, there's just something for everyone at this uh, show. Also the Glazing Executives Forum, which is uh, held at the show as well. If you're you're interested in that, uh, you can check it all out at glassbill.com. But I hope to see you uh, at the show. Looking forward to it here uh, in Atlanta, uh, October 31st to November 2nd. And two of the exhibitors that are going to be at the show are my guests today. And so we're going to lead it off with Frameless Hardware Company. Chris Hanstead and Barry Sutherland, uh, president and vice president, senior vice president there. Great guys. They were on this show, our show here, uh, the podcast a couple of years ago. A lot has changed. They are rocking and rolling. Uh, they're going to lead it off. And then we're going to move into a fantastic interview with Amber Daimler of My Glass Truck. Uh, they are on fire, as always great company, uh, great uh, organization uh, with supporting the industry. Uh, strong people. Amber's fantastic. Lots of insight on a lot of different things. Uh, really, really sharp and fun to talk to. So uh, they'll both be at Glass Build. You can see FHC in booth 1205. You can see my glass truck at booth 2223. And then uh, make sure you see the uh, 470, 480 other exhibitors while you're there in Atlanta. So check all that out. Well, let's get it going here. We're going to start off with the FHC guys. Here we go. Okay, okay. To kick things off this month, uh, this is so cool for me to bring back recurring guests, Chris Hanstead and Barry Sutherland, uh, President and CEO and also Senior Vice President of Sales from FHC Frameless Hardware Company out in LA, fhc-usa.com is our website. And Chris and Barry, thank you so much for coming back on the pod. we got a lot to cover. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Max. Max. Good to see you again. I know it's been a while, but uh, we've been busy.
0: Yeah, you have. You yeah, you have. So so it's funny. You guys were on my second ever episode way back in February of 2021, and since then I've had 112 other people on this podcast. Since you guys were were on that show, uh, and and a few things have changed in the FHC world since then as well. Uh, so, uh, before we get into what's changed, those of you in the audience may not know Chris and Barry. So I wanted to kind of at least give both of you a chance to, you know, give a little quick background, starting with you, Chris, where, you know, where you, where you came from and how you ended up as the uh, president and CEO of a Frameless Hardware Company.
1: Yeah. So thanks, Max. I mean, my I had humble beginnings, you know, just look hungry, looking for a job, uh, just getting out of school, and went to, to went to work for a uh, small glass fabricator here in Southern California, learned the glass business. And with that, uh, I graduated into uh, going to work for a glass hardware company, spent 15 years there learning everything that touches glass. Sure. And from there, uh, FHC was born. And it's uh, my simple story, but I've been doing it for a few decades and
2: and I, I love every bit of, of it.
0: Perfect, and, Barry. And how about you, sir?
2: how you doing max great well uh been in the industry 28 years uh more than half my life now
0: <laughs>
2: and uh but uh, what, what a great industry uh, like chris uh, started out humble actually uh started out answered a, an ad in the newspaper to go to work as a, a warehouseman for for summer maca in the city of commerce sure and sure. Uh, just learn the learn the industry from from the bottom up and uh had opportunities to take over sales territories uh, as time went on and then ended up working for uh, a major competitor in the industry and next thing you know Chris and I are here at FHC and love just, it uh, what 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 a great industry we're in I tell you
0: We we are and I think that it, it's it's because of people like you and, and Chris you both you know bring so much uh, you know fire and you bring enthusiasm and you bring knowledge and and you know you do so much and that's the Thing, one of the big things I wanted to cover is, you know, two years ago, two plus years ago, when we talked, uh, FHC was just getting going. You had a lot of balls in the air, but they were in the air. They weren't. They were, they were like passes that were coming out of the quarterbacks' you know hands and headed to the wide receiver, and the wide receiver hadn't caught it yet, you know. And and they're all going at once. And now I think since then. You know, you're completing passes left and right. And so I kind of want to talk about what's happened in these last two years, uh, some of the biggest highlights. And one thing I want to throw out there is during in this la these last two plus years since you were on the podcast, I got to see you guys in LA and I saw it for myself, completely blown away, especially, you know, the 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 location you remodeled and and I guess I don't know what you consider the downtown LA, the Firestone Building. I don't, you know, the, that that just blew, blew my mind. But let's talk about, you know you know, everything that you've got going on in these last two plus years, I, I assume you probably made a list. Uh, what have been some of the highlights uh, in these two plus years since you were on this podcast of the growth of FHC?
1: Well, the, the growth's been great. Uh, you know, since we talked last, I think we talked, we had maybe a little over a hundred employees at the time, right? We're over 250 employees here now. It, it's tremendous Even since the last time you visited it, we just we continue to grow, we continue to build, and 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 work hard. Uh, we have locations now. We have two locations in the LA area. Max, you saw them here on Firestone Boulevard, but also in, in the Seattle area, we've got a location there, and also in Columbia, South Carolina, on the east, yes. we've got a nice location there. So just in 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 buildings, uh, you know, branches and service centers, we've come a long way since we've talked last.
2: And then also we we really expanded our manufacturing facility and our, our manufacturing capabilities, uh, along with uh, made great additions uh, for uh, like with machinery and and, and also our footprint uh, yep. there at manufacturing. So that that was tremendous. Also, uh, we had the the Morse acquisition, uh, That's right. that that really was just tremendous for our company and it just uh,
3: yeah. really
2: helped with the growth of, of the company and and the people that came with that acquisition are just outstanding. It's it's difficult to, to to find people in in our industry because they don't really teach this industry in in school. No. So when 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 you're able to find you know people who understand you know the industry and and speak the same language and have a heart for the heart for the industry, it really just more, Morris was just such a great pickup for us.
0: Brilliant strategic acquisition too, like you said. You know, people it's hard to find, but also being able to kind of mix what they were doing and how they were doing it into your culture and your world. That was, I mean, that was brilliant. Absolutely. Kudos to you guys on that one. Great move.
1: (laughs) Well, the key to our growth will be, and we we always say, this is going to be, you know, increasing our customer base, which we have a long way to go on that. Uh, Locations. We have a lot, we still have more room there that we're excited about in the near future and, and and also products you know we 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 innovative products patented products yeah things are going to take us to the next level in life and uh, we're excited about it absolutely
0: yeah.
2: and uh, we're always looking for more sales yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you have to yeah it, you know what but that's i think that's it, it, that's your your uh you know your drive i don't think you, i don't think you two or anybody that's at fhc or throws on those low that those letters and that logo uh are comfortable with anything there's no resting on the laurels in your world i have a feeling
2: everybody's selling
1: everybody yep.
2: <laughs> everybody's everybody's growing in, in, in the same direction yeah. and uh i think that that is one of the exciting things of, about this company is you, you can as as a visitor, you can you can walk through our facilities and and you can kind of feel the energy um, you know whether it's on the manufacturing floor or through customer service or even out in the warehouse. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and I think I, I wrote about it on my blog and may not have explained it as well, but but the one thing I felt when I walked through your floors was I did feel a, a, a true genuine you know culture likability. Like everybody there was happy to be there. Everybody was hungry. The 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 byplay between you Barry and, and everybody we walked to was real. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I gotta put on a show sort of thing. It was it was really, really genuine, really legitimate. And the other thing was just the real time aspect of you guys being able to track everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you you have your fingers on the pulse and you know, if I'm a customer, I love that because I know, you know, all you care about, yeah, is the sales, but you also care about making sure that it all comes out the first time, the best time. Yeah, really, really impressive.
2: We, we, we call that extreme customer service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and really, we, we pride ourselves on that. It's, it, it's refreshing to, you know, to be a customer, to be able to call into a business and, and have a live person answer a phone and And get transferred to the the correct department the first time, yeah, and uh, and and be able to you know speak their language and, and understand what they're asking and be able to help them. and And uh, I think that's that's refreshing in the world that we live in today.
0: it It makes it, it, it you know customer service makes a difference., uh, you know, and when people know they can count on it and they know they could talk to somebody or reach somebody or connect somehow, uh, it makes a big difference. And in our world, you know that, you know everybody's busy, you know, and if they need something, they want to be able to access it quickly. And and uh, you guys have always had that that touch and that flavor, which I I appreciate. And really, now the big thing for me is like where you were, you know, back in February of 2021 versus now with additional locations, additional people. Uh, you know, it it's uh, it, it does. It, do you look back and say, "Holy crap, I, I can't believe where we're at right now," or is it like nah we haven't even scratched the surface yet?
1: You know what? Uh, for us, it's uh, we're moving so fast yeah. we don't even stop to think no. about it. We're we're just we're moving, we're marching. Everyone's working hard, keeping their heads down. And uh, w- one thing that you know we talk about what's next for FHC. Yes. It's, uh, the the big one that you haven't even seen yet is we've we've just acquired a twenty acre campus on the old Firestone Tire and Rubber plant, wow. and that is that gives us over six hundred thousand square feet of manufacturing, distribution, all centralized in one area. It, it is tremendous, and it's going to be a game changer for the industry, giving Incredible. service all from one location so we can feed our service centers all from our 20-acre campus here in the L.A. area.
0: Wow. So what's the timeline on, on getting everything rolling there? That I mean, I'm blown away by the Firestone, what I saw already. I can't even imagine it now blown up even more.
1: Right, so that we're in the design development phase now. Okay. With by I would say summer of next year, it, it we'll invite you out for another tour and a visit, and you'll really, I mean, really see some changes. It's it, we're going to improve the whole area.
0: Fantastic! Oh, that's that's wonderful. Congratulations on that, and so that's definitely part of what's next. Anything else? So part of what's next? It kind of kind of dwarfs to that news of what you're doing. With the, <laughs> I, I don't know what else you know I, I don't think a new piece of hardware which is going to be awesome can compare to what you're doing but anything else new that we need to hit on uh
2: there, there, there's still room for you know for, for adding more products to okay. to the uh to okay, the fhc okay. brands um we are a catalog company uh we we've uh, produced four catalogs in the last two years and uh, we're working on our our fifth catalog now it's a uh, it's a it's a a hardware catalog, as far as um, all the you know, like general glazing tools and supplies and supplies and all the things that go along with Ma- that. Max,
1: but, what we really believe in, uh, glazers are a lot of them are still old school, and we we're, we're big on website development, but a lot of people still want that old traditional catalog in their truck. So we we see the need for both, and we're going to continue to do both all the way through.
0: Yeah, and that's a good call. And you know what's underrated right now is that I mean we all assume everybody has data on their phones, you know. But but it, but it's funny. I, I had to go to a wedding uh two weeks ago, and you know I'm a big college football fan. It was a Saturday night during college football season. It was an afternoon, a four o'clock wedding. So you're missing every game everywhere, and there my internet would not work. At, at this hall, it would not work. I was walking down the street. I told my wife I had to go get some fresh air, and I'm holding my phone trying to get scores, and and my data would not work. And so when you said that, I thought about, yeah, these guys need the catalog, the, the, the FHC catalog in their truck because if they go on their phone to try to find what they need and they don't have data, you know, then they're in big trouble. Yet here they can, you know, jump through the the, the catalog, see what they need, make a phone call, get it done. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I think you guys are, are, you know, on, on, ta- on, on tap with that because as the world keeps going to internet, if there's no data to get you there, you know, you're out of luck, you're on an Island. So kudos to you.
2: Yeah. Thanks. The, the nice thing too, for, for us who, who, uh, depend on, on, uh, the, the data, all of our catalogs are available online too. And right. there is great digital format to be able to flip through the pages. And, um, you yeah. know, if you're looking for. You know hardware for for your next handrail project you you go right to the right to the website, download some catalog pages you can use those for submittals I mean it just uh, the the whole team's just done a great job putting it together
0: fantastic
2: and, uh, to kind of get back to your question you know do you know do do we ever like look back and rest i I think the answer really is no I mean we we i think we Chris and I both say this all the time we really are just getting started. Love and, it. We've we've got a long way to go. There's a lot of things we'd still like to accomplish, you know, in life, and and uh, we're just so thankful to be part of this industry and and be able to have the opportunity to serve.
0: Thrilled, thrilled to have you here. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. And uh, so again, I'm with Chris hanstead and Barry Sutherland from FHC FHC-USA.com. You can see all that great web work that uh, Barry was just talking about. Uh, these guys are swamped. We're at the end of the month right here, and so I appreciate them giving me some time. So I got a handful more questions and let them. Get back. We just covered, you know, the last two plus almost three years since we talked last on this podcast. So much has changed: new locations, acquisitions, new products, uh, catalogs, you name it. So before we get back into the serious stuff, a uh, fun question for you, and I gave you a sneak preview, so you had a, had enough time to think about this. I can't wait to hear the answer. Since you guys are in LA, not far from Hollywood, that's for sure. If we did a TV show or movie about FHC, what actors? Are playing you guys? Who 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 is playing Barry? Who is playing Chris? You know you're in LA. We we're, we're screen testing here. Who's playing you guys in the FHC movie?
1: We don't have time to watch movies. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I,
0: I had a feeling that was going to be somewhere along the answer because I know you I, I know you work every day, so there's probably no TV or movie in your world.
1: What what, what do you think? What would you pick?
0: Uh you you know I I I, I, I it's funny. See, Chris, you're Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah. you know, it, <laughs> So so for for sure, for sure, you're Brad Pitt and, yeah. you know, Barry, you know, there, there's a lot of people who can go different ways with, with Barry because of, you know, he's got, he's got that background, you know, Barry, you know, Barry, you know, you started out in the warehouse, you know, t- tougher guy. I, I was, you know, I'm trying to find like a younger De Niro, you know, I can't figure out, you know, for for Barry, a, a tough younger guy who, uh you know you know the hard scrabble build it build himself up and become like the superstar type so that's uh, you know that that's what i was thinking about for you guys but brad pitt not for bad, you guys. Max, not, not bad yeah <laughs> uh, we'll take
1: it we're, we're, we're actually making our own new blockbuster movie uh, that's all right. we're gonna we're gonna have new characters watch out
0: <laughs> uh, uh, hey no, nothing would surprise me I, I i would not be surprised to see a movie studio on that 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 lot at uh at firestone for sure well thanks for playing along on the fun one i know you guys work and uh I appreciate yeah. you you doing it. So, a couple more questions. Let's talk education. Uh, FHC is a humongous supporter of my glass class. That is just so appreciated, so amazing. Thank you. From uh, from me as an industry guy, I I am so grateful that that you guys step up uh, and the Frisch Foundation steps up and and does what they do for the industry. What 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 drives you to do that? Because it's it you know. The interesting thing is is you could look at it from the outside in. You're creating catalogs. You're doing – you don't have to do that. You don't have to step up for the industry, but why do you?
1: Well, I think – and Barry is probably going to agree with me on this, but this industry is taking care of myself and of my family for decades. They, they put food on our table. They paid the mortgage. And, and and that was when I was you know young and just hungry, looking just for something. And it, it's nice to be able to st- get into an industry – stay into the industry and and you grow with an industry. And then that industry takes care of you. And we want to give back. We want to find other young people like ourselves. And we're always looking and watching for the right, you know, young bloods that are going to come in here and take us to the next level in life. But that's the answer is just investing, whether it be through uh, my glass class or glazers education, or even trade shows, Max, Mm -hmm. big cut, big uh,
0: suppliers
1: and vendors, should support the trade shows yes. and go, yeah. and uh, and and we're we're committed to doing that every year. Agreed.
0: Fantastic, fantastic, great, and much much appreciated. And speaking of trade shows, let's talk about Glass Build. That's coming up October thirty first and November second in Atlanta. Uh, very excited about the show. Uh, you guys, uh, again, you know, you put your money where your mouth is. You do always support it. You've supported it since FHC started. Uh, and you're, you're a, you're one of those places on the floor that is always, always busy. Everybody wants to get to, they, they see those, those letters. They see that, you know, that black and silver there, uh, you know, the period of excellence that it, that brings with it. Uh, what do you got on tap for, for glass build? So when people come to Atlanta this fall, uh, in in just a couple of weeks, what are they going to see and what can they get expect out of the FHC booth?
2: Well, first of all, we're, we're, we, we, we love going to the shows. We can't wait to, to, to be in Atlanta. Um, probably the, the, the thing that, that we love the most about going to the shows is just seeing all of our customers that, that, that you know, we, we speak to on the phone, you know, throughout the year, but we actually get to see them face-to-face. Also, uh, you know, just make make uh, new connections, new relationships there at the show. Uh, some of the things that, that uh, we're, we're going to be um, uh, showing uh, for the first time at the show, it'll be our uh, new G52. It's a, a, a bottom uh, thermally broken bifold system. Along with our our new uh, T200 and uh, T500 thermally broken aluminum door systems with uh, aluminum framing, really excited about those. Uh, also, we've got uh, some aluminum uh, awning systems that we're we're, we're going to be introducing at the show, and also live demos. Uh, live oh, wow. demos on our on our Achieve uh, handrail system. Uh, like every time we show these at at, a, at a, every time we we show that system at a show, that you could see the the, the customer's eyeballs just light up because they, they 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 see how simple it is to install a you know a heavy glass uh, system into a you know an aluminum uh, or even like a eye door you know with Herc door
1: they they see it and see how easy it is these are patented great products that just made it a little bit easier for them to put in and uh, we love we love to show it 100%
0: going to be a packed show, going to be a busy show. And so uh, those that are attending, which I I assume is going to be most people listening to this, uh, FHC is in booth 1205. So make sure you stop on by and, uh, you know, you'll see. You know, the, again, the beautiful thing about you guys, you're there. You're working it. You're not. Uh, you know, you're you're not off. Uh, you know, hobnobbing out there. I mean, you're in the in, in the crux of that booth from uh, you know show open to show close, and your booth's busy from show open to show close, which is pretty awesome. You so
1: and tear it down. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you. Do.
0: Yes, you do. Chris yeah. Chris Hanstead, Barry Sutherland, FHC. They're online at fhc-usa.com. Uh, one last question before we wrap up the the economy uh, you know, again, you're coming from a different angle, uh, than, than a lot of people that I talk with, because a lot of the people I talk with are either a glass fabricator or they're the glazer you're, you're in kind of a different sort of world. You have the fabrication angle. What are you guys seeing for 2024? What's your, your gut feel for our economy for next year?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, it is an election year and those are usually pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, but, we, we are in a unique place, Max. Uh, FHC is in a, a unique growth pattern. Yeah, I think for the next few years, um, it's a lot of it, it, it's it's a lot of common sense business practice and a lot of hard work. We, everyone in this company is working, putting their blood, sweat, and tears into this, and and you can see it and feel it when you come into the business. So I think you know with you know us being a, a younger company and still having a lot of room for growth. If, even if there is a, a change in the wind, I don't think that it will. It's going to affect FHC. Great,
0: great, yeah, great. So, of, you know, good.
2: I was just gonna say to kind of add on to that. I mean, we, we we've had a good, steady growth through 2023, and and planning on continued growth through 2024.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Very, very cool. Well, I, again, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, I've been with Chris Hanstad and Barry Sutherland, uh, President, and CEO, and also Senior Vice President of Sales, FHC, Frameless Hardware Company. See them online, fhc-usa.com. So much going on. Guys, I appreciate it. I will, uh, I guess next podcast will be you know, sometime in 2025. And, uh, you know, you know, By then, I, I don't even want to guess what the what the world's going to look like. You world domination. Keep rolling. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, thank you so much, though, for taking the time today and catching up with me and uh, you know bringing the audience up to date on all the great things going on out in California and the rest of the world for FHC.
1: Max, always a pleasure. Thank you, Max.
0: Thank look you forward, again.
2: Uh, look forward to seeing you. What in a month or less? <laughs> yeah, couple
0: couple more weeks. See you in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. You Take care. You. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye bye.
1: Work in the glass or fenestration industry? Build your team, business, and livelihood by attending the biggest industry event of the year, Glass Build America.
2: Join your peers,
1: prospects, and competitors in Atlanta October 31st through November 2nd for the ultimate business building and networking event, Glass Build America. Learn more and register at glassbuild.com. That's glassbuild.com. Register for free using promo
0: code POD. Okay, okay. Uh, Kicking it off on our next guest, and I'm thrilled to have Amber Daimler, who is the Vice President of Sales at My Glass Truck. You can find them online at myglasstruck.com. Great company, great materials. We're going to hear all about it today. And I've been a fan of Amber's from afar. I love a lot of the things that she's put together with My Glass Truck. And so now I finally get her on the podcast and, and thrilled to have you with us. Amber, thank you so much for doing the pod.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. I uh, have the same feelings towards you, Max. I'm I'm grateful to be here. Love the things you guys are doing, and and glad to be a part of it.
0: Awesome, awesome. And and before I forget, you if you're going to Glassfield, which you should be going, you can see Amber and everything that she's got going at booth 2223. And so we'll be talking about that in a little bit too. But starting off with you, Amber, uh, you know the one thing I always start off with all my guests. I'd love to know, you know, how you got here you know, what was, what was your path? How did you end up as this leader in the truck rack world, demountable concepts world? How did you get from point A to point B? I'd love to hear about your past.
3: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, right? You don't grow up saying I want to build truck equipment when I get older, Right. Um, right. But, you know, I found myself here and I'm extremely happy and grateful. So um, I grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It's kind of mm-hmm. where the story starts. Um, I went to university of Delaware to play field hockey and I got a business degree there. So concentration was marketing So it was a focal uh, point of marketing. And from there, I went to work for a medical device company. So completely unrelated field. Um, Did that for about five years and uh, found my way to enterprise, which is how I kind of got my foot in the door of transportation, worked in some different divisions for enterprise and found myself in the commercial truck and fleet leasing space. Uh, That's how I met Rustin Casway, the current Uh president of our company, Uh, just in an interaction unrelated to me working here. Um, and he needed a vice president of sales, but not at that current moment, so we stayed in communication. I just loved the entire company culture, Uh, and when the opportunity presented itself, he gave me a call, and it was a pretty easy yes, Um, but I'd say my kind of foot-in-the-door transportation definitely came through enterprise. It was a huge benefit to kind of understand just transportation and the world before kind of getting into the customized truck equipment space.
0: Smart, smart, smart. And so I, I love it. It's a Hershey PA. I've been there. And the best part about Hershey PA is the smell. Uh, you know, it smells like awesome. chocolate. It, 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 I mean, I never, first time I ever went there, getting out, getting out of the car and getting that whiff of the chocolate from the factory was, it was wild. Do you like, I have, this is off topic. Do you like chocolate? I mean, you, I, you grew up there. I, I'm curious.
3: Yeah. It's a bit of a rite of passage, right? When you grow up there, but I do, I happen to love chocolate. I was just there last weekend. I took my kids back um, for some of the Halloween events that they have going nice. on, they start kind of the beginning, tail end of September, beginning of October. So it's nice now to be able to take my kids back to experience some of the really fun stuff I, I got to do growing up.
0: I love it. I love it. And a, and a blue hen from Delaware. So that's cool okay. too. And, 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 and I, I could assume, you know, knowing Russ and, uh, you know, meeting him at the shows and seeing he's a very persuasive sort of guy. So, so I could, I could see that being a nice connection And and you're a good fit for that for sure.
3: That's great. Thank you. Yes, he is. He's very persuasive and he's very passionate about what yes, he does. And, yes. and I'm very passionate about what I do. So I think it was a really great uh, combination and it was a great opportunity for me.
0: And and I love the fact that you have that truck experience. And and I'd like to talk a little bit about the the glass rack, because I think those of us who are in the industry, you know, that it's not as simple as it looks, you know, and and, and it is a little bit of a challenge. But I think that some, some people take the whole glass rack aspect for granted, too. Uh, because it seems like, you know, from maybe the outside looking in the technology hasn't changed, you know, but it has. And I know that you guys, you know, you and your team have continued to change it. I- I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what makes my glass truck stand out with your racks, with your approach, with your service, uh, because I've seen it, but I don't know if our whole audience, you know, really gets that. So uh, curious on on how you pitch that.
3: Yeah. You know, I think it starts really with our core values as a company. I mentioned company culture. I think that that shows through with our end product and it shows through with our interactions with our customers and our prospective customers. Um, I think we just always drive things back and every decision that we make is related to our core values. I think we have this ability to innovate, to develop new products, to make improvements on products. And we have that ability because in our core values, a lot of it is not having an ego, right? It's Taking feedback from the folks who are actually using our stuff who are saying, This works great. This doesn't work so great. And using our engineering expertise and knowledge to make improvements upon those things. And it's not always a brand new product, sometimes it's a tweak on a product. And just being able to say, You know what? We might not know the best way because, yes, we're building the equipment, but I'm not loading glass. You know, I try to get as much knowledge as I can from our current customers, but I'm not loading glass every day. I'm not taking it off at the job site. I'm not installing glass. So, really listening to what they're saying and being able to innovate and evolve. I think that's made us really, really different. And just listening. We we spend most of the day instead of selling, I think the thought is you're selling Um, our team really spends most of the day listening, right? Listening to what people need from us, um, understanding their business. That's really important to us. We don't want to just sell something to someone. We want to understand what's going to make them successful and figure out how we can be even a small piece of that. So I think it's really made us different because you can talk, Product specs all day, but I think it really drives back to the culture and the core values that we utilize to kind of uh, manage our way through the industry. So, no,
0: no doubt, and your your culture is is fantastic from everything I've seen and, and, and experienced right. in my career. Uh, I've always been impressed. Uh, curious on on the supply chain. Did you guys run into issues? I mean, you know, again you're in a little bit of a different world than the typical glass person because you're selling you know, the, the the material to help bring the glass from one point or in the metal from one point A to point B. Uh, supply chain issues, have they affected you? And if they did, how have you overcome them?
3: You know, I'd say the biggest one that it impacted us, you had a little bit of material pricing, obviously, right, we work in aluminum, right. we work in steel and other areas of our business here. So material pricing was a big thing, but I'd say vehicle shortage specifically in that, you know, the pickup trucks, van space, that was a challenge uh, for a little while, just, just with uh, customers needing vehicles, but the fact that they couldn't actually get them to put the racks on, we're obviously heavily married to the fact that someone needs to have a vehicle to put a rack on it. Um, We struggled a little bit through that, but I would say there's been so much pent up demand also as a result of that, that we've been really fortunate to, to stay busy. And, and we've been busy, I'd say for the last three, four years, kind of through all of all of the, the different phases and cycles that we've had. I think, I think we've stayed busy, but I, if there's two areas, material supply and then vehicle shortage, Awesome,
0: yeah, and, and and it's true. I forgot about the the vehicle supply, the chips, the chip problem with with that affects everybody, and so yeah, it probably affected you too. But you you've overcome, and and so I I assume uh you know you, you know your R and D team is working hard. Uh, any anything new and exciting uh, with with uh, my glass truck coming down the uh, coming down the pike? What do you, what do you got coming coming through?
3: You know, we are, we're always innovating. We're always looking for ways to improve. I'd say a couple spaces that we spent quite a bit of time, um, you know, in the course of this year, larger trailer offerings, right? So you, sometimes what we've seen is there's like an eight foot trailer option and then there's massive trailer options, but what's in between. Um, so yeah. for us, we've spent a lot of time developing that like 12 to 20 foot trailer option. And a lot of that has come from the vehicle shortage, realizing that sometimes you have to do more with the vehicles that you have. And what better than a flexible option like a trailer to be able to haul things to a job site, but then be able to detach it and have that vehicle do something different while someone's loading or unloading. So that's been a space we've spent some time. Um, A lot of creative designs were related to reducing shipping costs. Believe it or not, obviously, we know transportation and shipping has just skyrocketed as of recent. If you're getting any materials in and out, you've experienced that. Our racks are no different. We crate them up. We ship them all over the country. So finding ways... To creatively put the rack together so that maybe it reduces overall height, reduces the size, and can be assembled on site. That's been a big push for us, you know, trying to help our customers out with that because a good portion of our cost is related to shipping right now. So um, the jumbo glass space has presented itself. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that space. Uh, we know transportation's tricky. It's it's dangerous. It's it's difficult to handle. So we've been spending some time there, and also stone. Uh, you know, stone is a big part. It's related really closely, more than you would think a lot of times to glass. So spending time looking at what maybe some of our options we have now, if we make a couple of tweaks, changes, evolve them a little, how they could potentially serve that industry as well so that we can kind of take care of the full customer if they're doing both or if they're building envelope type of company, being able to help them in all spaces. So that's probably the four core areas.
0: Nice nice yeah you're you're on fire there. I'm I'm lucky to be with Amber Daimler, Vice President of Sales at My Glass Truck. You can find them online myglasstruck.com. See them at Glass Build Booth 2223 coming up here at the end of October. I'm really curious. This one's my my big curiosity question. Uh, electric vehicles, EVs. You're an expert. You come from the trucking background. You're in the space every day. I read a ton about the EV side and I'm really curious because obviously there's a tremendous push from DC right now to get more electric vehicles on the road. But for me, as a, as a, you know, I'm a nervous wreck. I have that anxiety. I have, I I would be scared to death to get in one and see, oh my gosh, I have two miles left and try to figure out where to recharge. I also have no patience to (laughs) sit there for a half an hour or an hour to charge it up. So I'm terrible with, with that angle, but I'm curious because I'm sure you're seeing it. What is your take on the EV side? Is it happening? Are you seeing it come down? Are you getting, you know, are you outfitting EV, you know, vehicles right now? What, what's your thought on the whole electric vehicle process?
3: Yeah, you know, it, it's a challenge for aftermarket truck equipment uh, teams to, to solve this because it's coming. Whether, yeah. you know, whether we're all comfortable with it or not, it's probably heading our way. I'd say the area that we see it happening the most is is those vans. Electric transits are a big deal. Some right. electric pickup trucks. So in the smaller commercial vehicle segment, we've seen some come through our shop that we've got fitted, And there are some unique engineering challenges with those vehicles. For example, the transits, they store all the batteries underneath of the floor that's kind of in the rear cargo area. So if we were formerly, let's say, drilling things down through the floor right. to put some internal racks, you've got to be very mindful about where and how you're doing that. Right. right batteries are expensive. Um, so you never want to drill through somebody's battery. So we have spent a lot of time in the engineering side looking at, okay, if these come through our shop, what can we offer customers? Because we've seen it coming. I'd say the, the class four vehicles, so kind of the smaller, um, you know, but larger truck chassis, um, it's still a, a developing product. And I'm going to tell you why the infrastructure for charging, as you mentioned, truly just isn't there yet. So right. um, for, for people to spend um, you know what the cost of these EVs are specifically in that space, and then be unsure of where they might be able to charge up, or maybe they don't have a consistent route every day. The vans and the pickups are a bit easier because you can charge them nearly everywhere. They get a bit better of a range, um, and you can kind of plan out your day uh, according. But with these larger vehicles, the range is far less. They're not always on dedicated routes. I think that's going to be the next area to tackle if we're heading into a fully EV space, that's definitely an area to, to tackle is range and infrastructure for those class four and up vehicles. Um, but we are seeing some of the lighter duty vehicles come, come through our shop and come our way. So we've just tried to be prepared the best that we can and tried to look at them and look at what the the manufacturers are recommending from a bodybuilder standpoint, uh, you know, what kind mm-hmm. of guidance they're giving us and and taking a look so that if a customer comes to us and says, hey, I have this, we want to be able to take care of them. But I think it's still an evolving product. Uh, Interesting.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious to see where it goes. I, I personally wish that there would have been a more of a push to a hybrid first, get everybody connected onto hybrid and used to having both, and then you know move to the next step. I just I get the whole ripping the Band-Aid off, but we're just not ready. No. Uh, yeah.
3: And you bring up a really good point because I see even in my personal life, I, I see a lot of people adopting the hybrid model and being comfortable with that, and I think it is a good segue into you know the fully electric vehicle and and i agree with you i think there's an area of opportunity there to get people comfortable with the technology but not 100% of the time and then be able to to scale it at that point, but there was definitely a bridge there that seems to have kind of been blown over. <laughs>
0: sure, sure, and and interesting that you guys. It's funny. I, it, you're you're right. You're used to putting a rack on, you know, and 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 attaching to a certain sort of vehicle, and you know where everything is. And now it's it's a whole new ball game. It's very interesting that the study that you and your folks have to do.
3: Yeah, it definitely is. It's added a layer for us, and and we're grateful we have a a four person engineering team and we've added another engineer here so we have a lot of resources kind of going towards this and every year as manufacturers change or makes models or setups we kind of have to go through this practice anyway because things aren't always the same fuel tank locations move and these are all things that you know are happening behind the scenes but you don't think about that you know there's different things that move that require us to kind of adjust our design on our racks so it's something we're doing um, anyway, but it's nice to have a fully uh, supportive engineering team in that space for sure.
0: Very much so, very much so. I know we, you, you've got a lot going, so I got a few more questions for you, and, and one of them is a fun one, and I ask a fun one to every guest, uh, and and for you, uh, three people that you could have dinner with, dead or alive, who would they be and why?
3: I, I really like this question. Um, you know, I, I'm an athlete, uh, by nature. So yep. field hockey, at, right? At field hockey. I'd, I'd love to have dinner with Serena Williams. I think she is just a champion, yeah. um, in a space that she had to face a lot of adversity to get there. Oh, yeah. um, and she consistently, she just was a champion over and over and over again. So to be able to repeat that, the discipline required for that is just tremendous. So I'd love to just hear about her process. Yep. Um, and then the process of being a mom and a champion at the same time, that's a yes. pretty interesting concept. Yes. Um, Howard Schultz, from a business standpoint. Love that. Uh, love that. Okay. You no, know, I think he's a pretty personable guy. And it seems that he's just developed this awesome plan for consistency among his stores remotely, which I think is a real challenge to know that you're going to walk into a Starbucks in Chicago and a Starbucks in New York and get the same experience. Uh, that speaks a lot to company culture. So I'd love to pick his brain about that because I think that's just something that that is difficult for a lot of companies. So I love his model, what he's done. Um and I kind of threw a curveball on this last one. Yeah. So thinking through it, um, I know you said dead or alive, but I'm gonna pick a fictional character. Tell um, me. I think it'd be awesome. To have dinner with Jay Gatsby, I mean the, guy <laughs> the knew great how to,
0: Gatsby. I love the it.
3: Great Gatsby, right? He knew yeah. how to party. He was relatively a salesperson. Uh, it was a pretty cool era, the twenties. So, oh, yeah, I think for me that'd be a pretty neat uh, interaction, just to learn a little bit more about that guy and and all that he was.
0: <laughs> tremendous, tremendous, and my daughter's a big great Gatsby fan. Wait till I tell her that that's the it. one you picked. That's very, very cool. I I, I love it. I lo- I love all three. I mean, Serena. You know, talking about overcoming so much adversity, you know, both from, you know, growing up and and where she grew up and then and then, you know, all the uh, obstacles she faced and then playing as a mother, you know, but, you know, she was in yeah. the tournaments when she was pregnant, uh, you know, high level professional tournaments. And uh, and I love Howard Schultz, love Howard Schultz, one of my all time favorites. And uh, so, so you nailed that one. And then I I, I like Jake Gatsby. Very cool. You, you nailed it. You nailed it.
3: <laughs> awesome. Couple.
0: Couple more questions for Amber Daimler, Vice President of Sales from My Glass Truck. You can find them online, myglass So you guys at Glassbuild, and that's coming up here at the end of the month, always make a splash. Yeah, uh, even before you came on board, with you on board. I mean, it's one of those things that on our floor at Glassbuild, people always stop at your booth, even if they have e- even if they're in a business that doesn't need a truck, they stop at your booth, which probably drives you a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> But I'm curious. anything uh, anything special on tap for this year that you can share?
3: You know, I, I'm glad you said that. And thank you for the kind words. we We look at this as kind of our Super Bowl, right? It's our opportunity to see a lot of our customers touch a lot of our customers. And as you mentioned, some of our prospective customers, we are more than open to people who have racks from competitors coming to visit us. it's It's really a culture thing. We are here to, support the glass industry, support glazers. Um, and we don't care if you have our rack or somebody else's rack, there's plenty of room for all of us at the table, right? So we just love having people come and join us and celebrate and introduce themselves because, you know, it's the industry that we're serving. We really do view ourselves that way. So this year's going to be exciting. I know everyone's used to seeing our pink carpet. You might see some changes aesthetically there. You might have to find us from a, a little bit of a different color color segment, but Uh, It's going to be really interesting, and we have a really cool uh, photo opportunity at our booth, so we're going to have a, what I like to call a highly sustainable, unique glass delivery vehicle there um, that people are more than welcome to jump on, take some photos. We have some really cool... It's going to be given away at the end of the show, too, which is pretty exciting. There's some good stuff. We will have some equipment there. We'll have a pickup truck with a rack on it, um, and we're also going to potentially be bringing a smaller trailer um, if we can make that work. So Super. there's going to be a lot of great stuff, a lot of swag given out, as always, stickers, exciting stuff. Uh, we hope everybody comes to see us. Come say hi. Uh, we love this event, and we're we're very, very excited about it this year. I think it's never,
0: You guys never fail, never fail. And so it's a booth 2223, Glass Building in Atlanta, October 31st and November 2nd. Uh, my glass truck. I can't wait. I can't. You, you've got me excited. I'm. I, I, I'm Good. already stuck on. Oh my gosh, what color carpet? I mean, I mean, the pink. The pink is is. It was your calling card. So you have mixed it up this year. This is very exciting.
3: It was. I knew. I knew if if I was going to change the carpet, I better bring some really exciting things in the booth. So uh, it's it's going to be really great. It's going to be exciting. And Michael Frett, who I know a lot mm-hmm. of people in the industry have connected with, he's going to be there with me. And also Nick Damiani, who is uh, our lead engineer on the glass products. He's going to be there with me to answer questions, meet people. And and what I love about it is a lot of people coming up to talk to us have interacted with one of the two of them yep. or myself on the phone. So it's just great to put a face to a name and be able to celebrate all the fantastic things we have going on in, in our industry right now.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Fantastic. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, go way back with Mike. Uh, Michael, a good guy. Yeah, always an interesting guy too. Always a story there. So always a story. Uh, I love it. Uh, So, so wrapping up, last question. Uh, You know, you you are, I assume, with just backlog, you're probably pushed out a little bit into 24 or not, maybe even into 2025. You know, I like to ask everybody again. One of my core questions is how you're seeing the economy, what your forecast looks like. And you guys uh, are kind of on that forefront, you know, because you're you're a little bit probably further out than everybody. What are you seeing for the future? Are you nervous? Are you cautious? Optimistic? Are you excited? What's the future look like for you guys, economy wise?
3: Yeah, we we talk about this pretty frequently. And, and I think cautiously optimistic is, is definitely the right way to put it. So um, we have this benefit that we have kind of an overriding company, the DCI group that works in some different truck equipment spaces. And one of which serves the building material supply industry, which we know goes hand in hand with glass, right? The building envelope companies, windows and doors, millwork. Um, there's so much correlation there. And there's a lot of industry forecasting done in, in that space. And we kind of benefit from it on the glass side as well. And I think everybody's pretty cautiously optimistic right now. We know that they're still building new homes, which is fantastic. And there's a need for that in a lot of markets. Um, you know, yes, we have some higher interest rates in that space. So there's some things and challenges and hurdles there. But I think there's been a good bit of pent up demand that's still continuing to kind of flush out here. And, and my hope, and I think everyone's hope here, is that that just keeps us stable enough that There's nothing major that falls out that we're stable enough to get to kind of that next threshold and and what's next. So we're definitely cautiously optimistic. We're always ready to pivot and evolve where needed um, to help our customers, our industry. Um, But we are definitely staying cautiously optimistic. And we are booked into 2024 for some of the larger units. So we're grateful for that. Um, And I think all of that is just a testament to following your core values and, and being supportive of your customers and trying to be as reactive and responsive as you can. So uh, we're hoping to continue that, and and we hope that the industry stays busy because that's that's great for everybody. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, and I, I I'm I'm feeling the same way. I get a little nervous. the the rate the rates the interest rates things eat at me a little bit, and that has me a little worried. And the lack of a return to office and a full you know press has has is worried me a little bit. But you know resiliency is there, and that's our world. We're a resilient industry for sure. And, and building products as a whole, I, I like what you had to say though. So you're feeling okay about uh, next year. So I like that.
3: Yeah, we we definitely are. And you hit the nail on the head. This is a resilient group of people, right? And we're going to find a way. If the doors close, we'll find the window. So, for lack of you know uh, better terms, but there's definitely definitely a lot of really good things happening. And as you mentioned, I'm also seeing quite a few more large corporations having people return to work, which I think is a good thing. We're seeing it in waves and in, in rollbacks, kind of slowly, but but surely. There's definitely a lot of value to that, and I think people are seeing the return value of of having people in the office and the relationship building. So that will definitely benefit all of us as well.
0: Huge, huge. Absolutely. Well, this this has been great. I've been very lucky to have Amber Daimler, Vice President of Sales from My Glass Truck on. And uh, you can find them online, myglasstruck.com. You can see them at Glass Build at booth number 2223 with a different color carpet. So that'll be within a bunch of stuff in the booth. I can't wait to go there thank you so much for doing the podcast. This was this was great. I learned a ton uh, and I'm excited to continue to chop it up with you as time goes on, but thank you so much for this. This was fantastic.
3: Thank you, Max. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you and and everyone at Glasgow. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to connect in person. So thank you again for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. See you soon. Thanks. See you soon. Okay, that was uh, fun. A couple fun interviews. Thank you to Chris and Barry from FHC. Thank you to Amber from My Glass Truck. Great people, great interviews, and they'll all be at glass build. Make sure that you stop by and visit them. Once again, this podcast was brought to you by MyGlassClass.com. We got a lot of My's going on. MyGlassClass.com, uh, your home for education from the National Glass Association, 24 7 on demand training. Uh, so many courses, more than a hundred courses, even 60 of them, uh, or more, uh, in Spanish. So, uh, great way to get trained and train your folks at myglassclass.com from the NGA. Uh, as I wrap up every month, talk a little TV, the writer strike is seemingly over. Uh, I think they're back to work now. We got to get the actors back to work. Uh, so we'll see what, uh, how quickly some new shows can get into the pipeline. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to watching is called the gold on Paramount plus a true story from England. Uh, about a, a gold heist, so uh, that should be pretty interesting. And then a sad note, a good a good show, The Winning Time, uh, the story about the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the Showtime years and and so on. A lot Looked like it was going to have some legs and take us all the way from Magic Johnson through Kobe Bryant and, and so on. And it it's going to happen. HBO canceled it, so if you didn't check out Winning Time, two seasons of that on HBO Max. Good watches, uh, unfortunately, that got canceled. But not canceled. GlassBuild. GlassBuild is coming up October 31st and November 2nd. Go to GlassBuild.com. Get registered. Get there. Get to see the people I just interviewed, FHC and My Glass Truck. Great people. Get to see so many others. Network, educate, learn, get ahead. We'll see you there. I'm a little passionate about it, you'll, and you'll see me as well. So check all of that out. Until then, uh, until my next podcast, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching, and we will see you soon.
1: Oh, the music is stopped.